Hello, friends, and welcome to Bantering the Blue Shirts Off the Post! Uh, Tom. Tom Mertz Jr. Ping! A scholar, gentleman, dare I say a lover, uh, is here with me. And this is uh, the podcast where we answer questions. Uh, If you use the hashtag bantering points on Twitter, or if you're a patron and you send us a question, we will answer you, uh, and we'll make a point to answer you first. And that's why we're answering this question from Tall Guy Rob to start, Tom. Oh, boy. Tall Guy Rob's just a little more important. Uh, He's with it. He's a patron. Greetings, fellas. With the early season struggles the team is going through, do you see them trading Georgiev, D'Angelo, and others in addition to Kreider and Strom, etc.? Thanks much. It's a tough question. Um, I can see, actually, before the show began, I, I let you know we had a, a patron question. I said, I'm, you know, I just didn't want to blindside you because unlike Joe, I think being prepared for a podcast is uh, an essential ingredient towards success. Which is why, of course, I didn't drag down the flagship by talking about animals the most most of the time. But I can see a scenario where the Rangers do make some tough decisions with trades, and if Igor Shosturkin content like he's started to click in Hartford, like there could be a scenario with Yurgev. But my opinion is that in-season trades for goalies are super rare, especially deadline trades for goalies. I don't see that one happening. The D'Angelo one is going to be fascinating, one way or another. Um, I think that is... There has to be a team that's calling and wants Tony D'Angelo, even though he has all the baggage that he has. And, gosh, the way he's playing, Tom, it makes this such a tough question to me, you know? Yeah, so my answer to that would be no on Gorgiev and no on D'Angelo for now. Um, Gorgiev being because like you said, it's rare that goalie trades happen of consequence in season. Um, and I, I just, yeah, they don't really happen. Like even, uh, I think San Jose, I think a lot of people would like at last year's deadline, a lot of people were surprised they didn't add a goalie um, mm-hmm. just because of how Martin Jones was playing. But when I was looking at it, like you just don't really like they happen in the off season. For instance, like the Cam Talbot trade, or even Antiranta uh, with the Rangers' two recent goalie trades, or at least recent in terms of team history. But mm. like in season goalie trades are kind of rare. Yeah, I think the last major one was when Ryan Miller was traded from Buffalo to St. Louis, yeah, and I think that was what twenty. I think it was twenty thirteen. Um, Ryan Miller trade. Do, 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 yeah, do. Uh, 2014. Yeah, so, yeah, um, so it doesn't really happen a lot. And I, D'Angelo, it's like my thing is Adam Fox has been great, better than I thought he would be um, to this point. But yeah. what happens if he falls off a little bit? Um, you want to have that insurance in D'Angelo because um, – you want to have the option to, you know, demote or not not demote like to Hartford, although I wouldn't rule anything out with this bunch, yeah. but shelter him in terms of minutes. And if you get rid of D'Angelo, then Fox is your your number two great defenseman, you know, by default. Um, yeah, and, you know, like, of course, the, the names that, uh, you know, was brought up by by Rob, you know, you know, Kreider and Strom. Strom, of course, is 
Although he's 26, he's a pending RFA, actually. So, so yeah, like, I've never gotten clarification on this because there was a story before the season on Strom where it was listed that he was uh, a UFA after this season. So, um, I'm still trying to get an answer for that. It, it's actually something that I had meant to do and I forgot about. So this question was actually a good one and allow me to revisit it because maybe I'm missing something contractually, but either way, whether regardless of his free agency status, he's someone I don't expect to be in the long-term picture. So, uh, yeah, that's a decision that they'll have to make for sure. Yeah. And you know, if, you know, even though it's a headache for a lot of people, the Strom has been a top six center here. Uh, that is a one way to kind of inflate his value. You know, he just had a two goal game recently and against Buffalo, and you know, it's you know he is he kind of is what he is. But you know, before he got his first goal of the season, he was actually due for one, which was fun after his shooting percentage last year. But it's uh, the other kind of big UFA to me is Jesper Fast. I wouldn't really be surprised if. You know, if there's an opportunity to move someone like Brendan Lemieux, if that's something the team looks into, just because I don't think that relationship is, you know, holds much water right now uh, between the team and Brendan and, you know, what what the future looks like in terms of do they really want to get tangled up in this bottom six guy? Um, and, you know, looking at how the, the last contract went uh, and all that stuff. But, you know, it's... It's it's interesting. The D'Angelo one to me is the, you know, he is a silver lining on a bad bad defense. Uh, he's also the only member of the current defense that uh, his contract is up at the end of the year. Um, and of course, like Lemieux, he had the one year kind of show me deal. Um, mm-hmm. He settled for the nine nine twenty five k, and he is an RFA, of course, but. You know, this defense over the next two seasons will go through drastic transformations just because at the end of next season, Tom, of course, you have Stahl and Smith coming off the books. And that, you know, coincides very nicely with opportunities for young guys to carve roles for themselves. But it's, yeah, it's, I know I've kind of gone all over the map here with your question, Rob, but it is. It's, it's very tough to say if, if the team struggles this much. I don't see why they would keep Ryan Strom. Then again, uh, you know, just in terms of like speaking about asset management, moving someone like Ryan Strom and saying, "All right, well, this doesn't get us any closer to having another center." Well, you can, the Rangers can find another center in free agency, especially pay a guy like a show me deal as a placeholder. Um, you know, they can do something like that, and all it'll cost them is money instead of assets when they can technically, you know, gain assets by moving Strom, and that might be something they look into. But there's a lot of moving pieces. I think a lot of this depends on how Filipita looks, and a lot of it depends on what happens with Leah Anderson and how confident this front office is with him after a couple months in the season. Do you want to hear something pretty interesting? Sure. Vlad Nemestikov, you brought up asset management, has the same amount of points in the same amount of games, seven points in nine games, as Ryan Strom has this season. That's pretty interesting. Why do you do these things to me, Tom? Jason Silverman, there are people who argue the main goal of the season is development of young players, not mm-hmm. winning games necessarily. 
When does that change? Next year, there will also be rookies and other key young players. So when does winning become the number one goal, Tom? So I would... Winning's always a part of a part of it. I mean, I don't think anyone in life you don't you don't do anything without trying to do it the best. Um, you know, you don't really want to half-ass things. Um, and like the way I look at this team, it's not so much development and winning go hand in hand. Developing players is it's putting them in situations to be successful, and it's when they're not successful how do you how do you mentor, mentor them how do you coach and teach them okay this is what you did you didn't have the result you wanted maybe you should do this next time and giving them the you know the the room to be themselves and to make those mistakes like obviously you're not going to um you know you're not going to allow them to drown um but it can't just be the situation of oh it doesn't matter if we win games this year, you know, we always can be better getting more more prospects. Because like someone had pointed out on Twitter, you know, the Rangers signed Artemi Panarin. They traded for and signed Jacob Truba. Like you don't do that and be in a consistent, you know, or a perpetual state of trying to get things together. In my opinion, this year was about okay how soon or how ready is Kako to being um, a consistent contributor? You know, what do we have on defense? Is Lieber Hayek more than we thought? Is Brett Howden more than we thought? All of these different pieces, and I guess you could extend it to Kraftsoft, but obviously he's not here no more. Um, Heedle, you know, can he take that next step? And then at the end of this year, you have a slate and go, okay. We have our number one center. We have our number one left wing. We have our number one defenseman. Okay. Uh, Pavel Vushnevich. Oh, wow. He had X points this year and great underlinings. He's someone we can pencil in as our second line winger. Okay. Ryan Strom did this. Yeah, we're going to have to move on from him. And maybe we can address that in the draft. So it's a situation of... Yes, you develop the players, but also identifying, here's what I have, here's what I need. Because next year, in my opinion, is the year you want to make the playoffs and try and win a round. Yeah, I'm much more conservative than you are. I think uh, I'm not sure this team will be a playoff team next year. A lot of that depends on the development of the kids this year and also, of course, what happens in the offseason. But... The way I see things shaking out is the Rangers might just be this year's Rangers with you know a couple of the kids a little further along. Maybe Capo Caco is closer to that player we know he can be, and that'll be major. But of course, there's also the potential that you know you don't have Chris Kreider here, and you don't have Jesper Fast here, and you know the team as we know it looks different in a different way. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist a year older, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm leaning towards conservative. Some people might call it pessimistic, but I look at it kind of as pragmatic. I consider where the Rangers are right now. Uh, I, you know, they, they definitely accelerated the rebuild by the moves they made in the offseason, but they did strip down almost to the bone in terms of what was on the roster. Um, really, you know, like when you think about who was left after the smoke cleared in terms of who could have gone. Like, 
you know, Chris Kreider and, and Henrik Lundqvist kind of survived. You know, Mark Stahl, of course, survived, but he kind of had the, you know, the immunity clause, I guess you can call it, on an episode of Survivor with the immunity idol. But I look at where this team is now, and I, I think development has to be the priority, and winning will get there when it, when it gets there. Uh, we need this team to have a more complete roster and to play better hockey before we can start thinking about when it becomes a playoff team again. It's not here yet. Well, I'm not saying... Well, let me rephrase. So, I feel like every year they should be inching forward, making more progress than they have the year before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I want them next year to be in a position where they they can contend for a playoff spot with the goal of winning a round, not that they have to win a round. So, theoretically, they're a team that could go in as the final yeah. seed. If they're, yeah, and, if they're the second wild card next year, it would be a tremendous success. Yeah, like, I think that's the goal, where if they win a round, it's great. If they don't, it's not a huge deal. The year after that, is a completely different story. Hell, but give me win a win a game or two next year, and then the year after that is when I want this team to kick into gear and establish itself as like the third best team in the division at least. Right. That, that's when just because it's like that'll be Kako year three, that'll be Fox year three. You know, you'll look at where this team is. You consider what Leas Anderson and you know, even to some extent what Brett Howden could become mm-hmm. in terms of being useful players down the middle to provide that center depth and you know you'll have you know um, by that point you, you don't have Mark Stahl by that point you don't have you know you don't have Brandon Smith and yeah it'll be really interesting but I do think you know the team is kind of so much really depends on what will happen with Chris Kreider it's funny like it's he went from being like, oh, he's as good as gone, to, I don't know, he might not be gone, and now it's somewhere again in the middle, I think. Uh, you know, his slow start didn't help things. Uh, you know, he did have, like, the flukiest first goal of the season ever, but uh, he did he scored again. So, um, that it is, that's a tough call. I think, when does winning become the number one goal? I think the answer is when they're closer to being a team that has the talent to actually win like this is a team that just isn't there yet and you know it might look better at the end of the season but or leading up to the deadline but then again they're going to lose pieces at the deadline and become strictly worse and my hope is that like when that happened last year and the year before that creates a vacuum in the lineup that allows for kids to step into the bigger roles and to flourish and uh, I really hope that's something we see this season, considering the fact that there are three rookies in the lineup and a couple of sophomores. So, uh, the next question, Tom's from Gray Market. This is, I think, a very good question. Uh, why do the Rangers continue to employ a system whereby they concede the blue line, when all evidence and other successful teams show that challenging at the blue line is much more effective? How many games do they need to see? It doesn't work, Tom. It's something that's baffling to me because they have so many defensemen who are able to skate. And if you that's are... funny you say that because my instinct was to say this might be a personnel issue, but I think it's a, it's a you know, a Lindy Ruff issue. Yeah, because from my point of view is you have a situation of if you can with... You're a defenseman. You're sort of at the line. If you can break up the puck ever so slightly, 
your momentum is carrying you forward, you're able to then skate in and take that puck and you have possession and, and now it's you know, you're taking the play up the ice. Um like I, I I'd love to hear an explanation of why they feel that's the way that they need to play. It's almost like why I don't understand where they like to do dump and chase and, and concede possession in that regard very much the same way that they, you know, give up the blue line and let people skate in. Um, like, I, I don't pretend to be, you know, a, a hockey expert in terms of, like, you know, systems and strategies, but it, it seems to me that it it's, hasn't worked. And in recent years, you had situations where you had defenders who couldn't skate very well. So rather than have them try and make a play and that get skated around like a pylon and now you're in even more of a disadvantage. Yeah, a good example, I think, maybe even you look at the play where Lieber Hayek slid down and he knocked Pasternak into yeah. Lundqvist. And on that play, Truba got beat bad by oh. Pasternak on the outside. And you look at that as like, Truba is one of those guys who has the ability to make that play, but, you know, it does come with risk. And, you know, when you look at this team and, you know, even, you know, the top pair is Truba Hayek right now, like, you look at what happens when it doesn't work and it's it's brutal because you you put your goalie at such a disadvantage and the Rangers just defensively in terms of their, their forwards and what they have at center depth, they don't have the support there. Like, they can't depend on exceptional defensive play from Ryan Strom because that's just not in him. He, he can't do that. That is just outside of his, you know, it's outside the realm of, realm of possibility for his performance. And, you know, it's... Uh, Leah Anderson is developing into a really interesting defensive center in some regards, but he's he's not there yet either. And Zabinajad is great, but he's hurt. And, you know, what are we talking about beyond that? And you look at what's on the defense, Tom, and... You know, I think it is at least some part personnel, and I think maybe the, you know, the decision to let teams have the blue line really is frustrating because, you know, it's a gray market brings up a good point. It's denying entry into the zone is, is that's the first line of defense, is not letting them enter the zone. And when you can disrupt flow and, you know, force uncontrolled zone entries you really do a lot of work for yourself. And when you have a team that can skate, you can beat players to those pucks that are dumped in when you when you can hold teams up at the blue line. That's why skating is king in the NHL right now. You need to be able to skate. And the Rangers have some guys who are not the best skaters on that blue line. Yeah, I agree. And I would just I would hope that they could at least maybe have a style that, okay, guys who can skate do this guys you don't skate well do this instead but i guess they want everyone playing the same way the right way the yeah, ranger way might be a play like a new yorker hashtag like, that's such a terrible fucking hashtag it might be a, a a weird aspect of the plug and play ask you know how they shake up the d pair so much yeah um but you know like it, it makes sense to have that system where you have like all right this is how we play defense so that when you do have someone go down with an injury or what have you you can adapt but it is it is frustrating uh to have to just let teams have that when you don't need to do it but i i would say that it on the whole i think it's more of a strategy coaching problem more than it is 
you know, a personnel problem. It's you you have the choice to do it, and I think it is something that this team needs to get towards over the next couple of years is being a team that does say, no, you're not coming into this blue line with a puck. It's not going to be easy for you. And there are a lot of great skating D. Like I'm really excited about what Keandre Miller becomes, and I think about what role he could play in this blue line even as early as next year, Tom. Like If we're talking like something to really look forward to after, you know, when the season has had the rough start it's had, is Keandre Miller still looking really goddamn good in Wisconsin, Tom. So... Uh, that is something to be excited about. And a player like him is a playmaker. He can make those plays and prevent those entries. And, you know, when you have Truba here and you have, you know, uh, Adam Fox, I know he's a guy who I've heard a lot of conflicting reports about his skating and watching him play. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's okay, but he's not a super strong skater, in my opinion. And, you know, you have a guy like that who is probably going to be a big part of this defense for a long time. You need other guys who can really skate, and that's something to keep an eye on with these defensive prospects is the guys who kind of emerge as the guys who are able to do that. Uh, wonder, let's move on to the next one here, Tom. Is from Josh Sarkin, who's always always has great questions for us. If this continues, how much longer does DQ have? The same message is going to grow stale in the locker room, and these results are laughable. Yeah, Josh, I, I still think it's very early. For the fire, Super early. fire Quinn stuff. With that being said, I I look at this and I I have to imagine it's New York, right? JD is the head of the you know he's at the top of the totem pole here, and he knows what winning in the city me- means. He was a big part of this organization while this team absolutely sucked. Uh, in the late 90s and early 2000s and he knows how ugly things can be and I think it's not impossible that there's a coaching staff change before the end of the season I just don't think it'll be Quinn I think he has so much leash and oh yeah at least this year yeah I think that does like that runs out in a big way, or it probably gets like halved uh, in the beginning you know, of year three. Yeah, yeah. But right now, like, it would be really surprising for them to to change tack and to do something as dramatic as cut bait with David Quinn when he's kind of been the identity of this goddamn build. Right, he is the face of the rebuild. Yeah. If anything happens, Lindy Ruff is his sacrificial lamb. Yeah, that's what I was hinting at. Is I. If something does happen, it's I would imagine it's Lindy Ruff gets, you know, let go or he, you know, knowing how the Rangers do things is Lindy Ruff gets, uh, you know, moved up to, you know, a different aspect of the coaching staff or he becomes a pro scout or I don't know what. Um, you know, he changes his role so that he's not in charge of defense and it falls under the purview of a different coach. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's impossible, though. I, I would lean towards it being unlikely. Uh, I just... I would imagine it's... You know, if this continues the way it has, and obviously the defense is so glaringly the issue here, Tom, that mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you gotta do something, right? Call up Ryan Lindgren, that'll do it. 
Panarin2020 is, hey Joe and Mike, you're not Joe, with the injury to Mika, do you think we are Hedl, are we going to see Hedl very soon? Well, I think so. I think I think the odds are good. Uh, what are the odds we see Shesterkin before the All-Star break if he continues to make a mockery of the AHL? Um, yeah, so I think that th- he will get a few games before the All-Star break. Um, I think that... You mean wa- Shesterkin, you said Heedle, yeah. Uh, Shesterkin, yes. Um, so, f- yeah, I think... Igor will get some games just by virtue of the schedule because the Rangers schedule is is heavier than say a Hartford's where Hartford is playing mostly on the weekend so for the sake of balancing things you're going to have some times where you want to give him a game um, but yeah I, I think we'll see some Igor I agree I think it's you know uh, we kind of have to see what will happen with this Henrik injury actually uh I do, you know, he is also listed as day to day, and uh, you know, I think it's a lot more. You know, when this we record the show, of course, on Monday night, so we don't know what his status was for the game against Tampa, or you know, moving forward, what it looks like for him. But he did take a big old collision, and of course, he left uh, the game against Boston after two periods. Uh, Georgiev started in the third, and there's a chance we might see Igor sooner than later if there's an, the injury to Hank proves to be substantial or enough to where the Rangers want to take their time and really they should uh, is my opinion is the best thing they can do with a goalie of Henrik's age and importance is not rush him if he needs you know a week you know where he's just not dressing and you know can kind of get get right if he need if that's what the best thing is then Maybe that's what the best thing is. And also, it's a good excuse to give Shesterkin a cup of coffee. Why not? Uh, we'll see. Um, and you know what, Tom? Uh, two more questions. Then we're wrapping up. Is This one from the other Eric Carlson. It's a, it's a breakfast lightning round, Tom. Are you ready for lightning? Okay, I'm ready. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read it, and you give me your answers, and I'll give my own answers after you give me all your bad answers. Bacon or sausage? Bacon. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Scrambled or fried eggs? Neither. I'm not an egg person. Terrible answer, Tom. I'm pretty sure Rocky beat communism because of eggs, so get your act together. Coffee black or with cream and sugar? Cream and Splenda. Splenda. Who are you, Tom? Leftover pizza or leftover Chinese food? Pizza. Bonus, do you warm it up or not? Always. Always warm it up. All right. Yep. Bacon or sausage for me? Bacon by a mile. Although, honestly, sausage is a respectable alternative. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles are just superior, Tom. They They hold the syrup. They have compartments for the butter. I know that pancakes are fluffier, but what... The Flemish... The Belgian people have given very little to the world beyond... The Belgian waffle. And frankly, it's more important than the internet in some places. So I'll allow you to hold your opinion, however wrong it is, but... You son of a bitch, Tom. I just want to throw something at you. Uh, scrambled or fried eggs? Scrambled all day. Scramble those eggs. Coffee black or cream of sugar? Uh, I take a black, actually. I don't drink coffee very often. I drink coffee maybe like once a month. I'm uh, 
I don't, for whatever reason, I don't consume caffeine. It's not a, was never like an intentional thing. I quit <laughs> soda uh, like 10 years ago, something like that. Oh, wow. Years ago. Um, more like five years ago. I don't know why I said 10. I'm just fabricating things at this point. I, but it's I, a long time. Yeah. So, like, really, I just drink water and beer. Um, <laughs> and uh, No so, juice or... Uh, I drink like what's it called, like uh, like Sobe Life Water and stuff. Like oh, that, okay. Which is it's just sugar free. So I I have this weird rule for myself where I don't consume sugar in liquid form. So not even like natural sugars. No, like I'll uh, every maybe once in a blue moon I'll have like an apple juice. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm at a diner, I might do that. Orange so that juice, means, maybe. That means no lemonade. No, I don't do lemonade. I don't do I don't do tea. If I do if I do tea, it's it doesn't have sugar in it. Okay, um, that's, that's fair. Yeah, but when I do do coffee, I take it black because if if you're having coffee, you might as well get to work. You know, just fucking put it right in my veins. Leftover pizza or leftover Chinese food. Uh, I'm gonna lose some people here, Tom. I like leftover pizza and I like it cold. I mean, there are people that like cold pizza. I mean, enough so that there used to be a, a show called Cold Pizza. I also like leftover Chinese food cold. I'm weird. I like... You're there unique. Is, there is a thing, though. You can't... There's few things worse in the world than when leftover pizza's been in the fridge for, like... I want to say, like, three hours, where it's a little... Ch- it's chilled. It's not cold. Mm-hmm. So, like, the sauce hasn't gotten firm. It's just cold and wet. Mm-hmm. And that's not good for anybody. Frankly, that's an abomination. Uh, and I I can I can happily warm up pizza, but if, sometimes I feel like when you warm up pizza, it's just not the same. And it, you're, trying to, you're trying to make it something that it's not. You know what I mean, Eric? It, you want it to get really hot for a, like a short period of time so like make your oven as hot as you can but I can understand it's a lot of work for like you brought up Nick Mercadante on our on our flagship I feel I like t- I want to I want to ask Nick if he has a good tip for reheating pizza now is there is there some magic that I don't know about this may be maybe something to ask Nick uh, and our final question Tommy from Joey D it might be really early but what do you think of these lines Panarin, Mika, Kako. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first problem there is uh, Mika's hurt. Kreider, Heedle, Booch. I'm fine with that. Fast, Anderson, Howden. I would flip the wingers for handedness. Yeah. Lemieux, Strom, McKegg. Um, I would. It's tough because in that regard. Like, I feel like it doesn't matter what side Lemieux is on. I would prefer in this this way, you would move Strom to the right wing, you would move Lemieux to the, leave Lemieux on the left, and then you would call up Bunyevis as opposed to McKegg. So you have, you have Nieves play center or Strom play wing there? Yes. Yeah. I, I, at face value, I definitely don't mind this lineup. Yeah. I mean, there's arguably worse lineups you could have. Yeah. It's uh, it's just... The Rangers have made a lot of interesting decisions, especially with Brendan Smith and how he just kind of occupies, <laughs> you know, the fourth line role, kind of. So it does make 
fitting everyone in interesting. But you know what, Joey D? I want to point out to you, Michael Haley scored a goal recently, so how dare you? How dare all of us? Tom, how dare you too? Well, I mean, you know, it's... What, are you, what is it? You know, uh, even a, a, a blind squirrel finds, you know, an acorn every so often. I believe it's called a nut. They found a nut. Nut acorn. How much nutritional value could possibly be in an acorn? That's what I don't know. Isn't an acorn just wood? Yeah. See, these are these are more science questions. I told uh, the flagship. I said science let us down once again, and it has, or at least my lack of knowledge about science has let me down. Uh, Tom, do you have any parting words for the lovely, lovely people? Once again, thank you for uh, listening to the shows. Thank you for you know reading the articles that we put out. Um, you know, shares, comments, all of that stuff is great. You know, if there's ever topics that we're not covering that you would like to learn more about, you know, you can always mention us on Twitter. You can, you know, send an email, whatever your preferred method of communication is. Um, it, it does mean a lot because we're ultimately trying to provide uh, you know, information for you guys. And obviously it's, you know, it's tough when the team is not playing super well, but, you know, the season is very young, and hopefully November is a big month. It was last year for the Rangers, and uh, in the next day or so, I'll be uh, putting out my uh, pledge chart for Hockey Fights Cancer Month, and uh, hopefully hey. that can uh, give the team some luck. So we'll see. I'm thinking about shaving off uh, my beard for November and, and keeping the mustache and just letting the mustache get unreasonably long. Like, I want an old... I like... I want Ideally, I want a Yosemite Sam sort of mustache. Yeah, like, I'm off my, like, haircut schedule, so I'm pretty much just going to skip November altogether and just let my beer get a little bit more scraggly. Yeah, and that's one of the good things about going bald, Tom, is I haven't had to have a haircut in a very long time. I just... <laughs> just take a fucking bick and get the job done in the shower alright folks I hope you all get your jobs done in the shower don't know what that means I'll let you interpret it bye bye Joe is a whale